Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie East and Chris Mendel is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to The Sound of Succession, part of the Dragoncast series. I'm Jamie Easton, hanging around like the threat of nuclear war. It's... It's me, Chris Mandel. (laughs) Hello, and we are here to discuss uh, Season 4, Episode 2 of Succession. I didn't actually catch the title of this episode. What was the title? No, I never do, because I feel like they don't really make a song and dance about it. No, they don't. We'll we'll, we'll come Um, back to that in a second. But but before before then... um, Jamie, you haven't said anything since I sent you my audition tape. Uh, yeah, about that. I think, I mean, it was great. First yeah. of all, it, it, it was great. Um, the hands, maybe a bit much, but they we can solve them in, 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 right. in, some, in a few years. Um, a few years. But, <laughs> uh, what did the focus group say? The focus group, oh, they were just old guys and twerps. They... Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing that can't be solved, I think, is the is the thing. Oh okay, that's God. good to know, because I was just hoping, it, yeah, it has been a while. Um, <laughs> I was hoping to hear back from you. So. Can we just jump into that straight away? Because I've never so felt good. so seen in my life. <laughs> Anyone that has worked in television or the media or any form of creative art, my God, that screen test was excruciating. Now. Yeah. I think I mentioned this boss of Sky Sports to you on maybe last week's episode, the guy called did, Vic, yeah. Wa- Vic Wakeling. And yet again, I'm reminded of Vic Wakeling. So Vic Wakeling was the head of Sky Sports for many, many years. And he used to do this thing at Sky when he was in charge. Was He would screen test like maybe 20 people a, uh, a month. Mm-hmm. All of them staff, all of them like um, runners or you know, just, uh, assistants or people from the kitchens, what anyone that he thought, oh, they might, you, you might look pretty good on camera. He would make you screen test for Sky Sports to be a, an anchor on Sky Sports News. He did it to me oh. once as well. Like, I don't know. Really? What year was this? Oh, this was like, this must have been 2000. Okay. Maybe 2000, 2001 at a push. And so all these poor fuckers would have to put on their Sunday bests, go down to the studio and do some imaginary sports stories and 
worst thing was they would play live. They would stream them live around every screen in Sky Sports. Can you wow. imagine the horror st- horror shows that you? Saw? Why would they screen it to everyone? Why just, would they? I don't know. Just the culture that that was. I mean, nowadays, like, what are you afraid of, kind of thing? Exactly. How much do you really want this kind of thing? Um, that sounds horrible. It, I mean, it was. It yeah. I mean, nowadays you'd be you'd never do that. But that, back then, it was kind of like yeah. If you want to get on Sky Sports News, you got to do that. And at the time, it was kind of a big gig. And did and, people did people get in front of the camera from yeah. just? Being in the right place yeah, at the no, right to, time. No, to his credit, he, he did. He did kind of like um, did make some stars. I th- wow, I don't know. I don't know who they were, but um, that's that's but, what I was hoping. Really, for my whole career <laughs> that I'd get spotted in the kitchen washing out my mug, and someone <laughs> yeah. would say, "You should be hey. presenting the big breakfast, oh. not sitting here tapping oh away God. in your emails." But her round of applause to her for that acting because it was Zoe Winters. Yeah. So it was so pitch perfect. It was incredibly well done. It was brilliantly observed. They must, they must have sat down and watched a shitload of them of bad kind of screen tests because it was, it was just perfect. There was, I don't know if you caught it later. I know I'm skipping ahead later on where I think where Greg and Tom are watching it alone in the office when before Tom like passes the buck, you can hear us still talking in the background. I had to rewind yeah. it like three or four times because it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. It, where she she um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she she pronounced it Pennsylvania, and uh, she was like, and and, live, and and over in Pennsylvania and cunt cunt Carolinas. Uh, did you hear that? That was, yeah. that was amazing. It was so. so it must good. be so hard to act. Badly. When you're a good actor, yeah. to yeah, act yeah. like a good actor doing badly at something, they must. Um, there must be some blooper reels from and Kerry it's, in, from that Kerry and Greg scene. Also, I think just such a credit to them, where a lot of people have said like Kerry is going to like rise through the ranks. Maybe she'll be the successor. Yeah, and it's just so good to go the other way and go. She's actually really shit in, on camera, but she she's doesn't really shit know. on camera, and also. Actually, she's a bit of a star fucker. That's what she wants yeah. to do. Yeah. But I thought that was, yeah, really interesting. I didn't have her down as like wanting to do that. So it was such a surprise. No. Right. My question, before we get into like the, the chronological stuff. Yeah. Um, the question I got written down for Chris is, does Logan, is Logan using her as a test for everyone or does he genuinely want her to be on screen? Oh, I don't think he, I think he's a classic big boss where he doesn't want to have to make decisions like that with people. No, he, he doesn't want to make the about. decision. And I think he is using her to gauge how much of a lick spittle Tom is. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I was watching it, I just thought, I know Tom is a bit wet, but he can say, I don't think she's right. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, he did, look, he did kind of. Yeah. But look, Logan's also going around saying the air conditioning costs too much. Why have we got all this pizza? The easy out is saying we're not hiring anyone. Like yeah. it is, you know, th- there's this whole thing in this episode where he's walking around his kingdom surveying it. And it's like, with his sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of like, that guy's only sending one email and like, look, this is such a, we haven't even got somewhere for me to stand and do a really big speech. We have to st- step on some boxes. You know, it's clear that the whole point is that like the, the, it's a lot smaller than it used to be. The glory days are over. So it's yeah. funny that he's sort of wrestling with like, Oh, how do I say no? It's like, you don't need any newsreaders. Um, I think, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was I, a test. I think he, yeah, I think he hundred percent knows in, 
exactly how bad she is. Given the fact that in every episode, like multiple times, we've seen him slagging off newsreaders and people oh, on yeah. the screen. So yeah. There's no way that she would like slip under the radar, no matter how good she was at giving head. Not no matter how good she was in bed. Like, it's no also how- like. I mean, I don't know how this works, but like, I'm sure when they staff news channels, it's like, okay, you can come in and do weekend coverage or you can come in and do filler oh, when, God. Yeah, you yeah. know, you start off do you know like, what I mean? Like you don't start on this morning doing exactly. Dermot's well, job. Alice Dermot Hammond got to where he is from Alice hustling Hammond away. <laughs> she, but this it is a good example though. She's slowly been working away this ever since true. Big Brother season this two. None of us saw this. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Well, as far as we know. I mean, I'm going to say she probably hasn't, just to clarify, just in case Alison and her legal team are listening. We are (laughs) not suggesting you have slept with uh, Rupert Murdoch. I mean, you might have done. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's. I think she killed him. Yeah. I didn't know that's what she wanted. And it's so interesting that your opinion of Kerry just changes that, like, oh, you. Yeah. You just. You're a bit naff. You're a bit yeah. of an opportunist and yeah. it's there's something a little bit pathetic. It's it's quite basic, I think. Rather yeah. than be like, I want to be like a director at the company. It's like, I want to present the news. Yeah. And when she smi- smiled during the story about the, the shooting or something, it was, or the child that died, yeah. you know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. Anyway. It reminds me of like, there was um, Emily Maitlis before she was... Um, before she was like the the national news national treasure that she is now, used to do the like shifts at Sky News when I was working on graphics in Sky News, and she's right. gone down. She's gone down in legend, yeah, because on one shift, <laughs> I'm going to get sure for saying this, yeah, uh, but it happened on it happened on live television. So um, <laughs> when you, you know you've got your earpieces in and. Uh, you know, the director and the gallery are kind of talking to you, saying, camera two, cut into this, cut into that, and the map, you know, cue graphics, all that kind of stuff. Um, she's reading out a report, and all of a sudden goes, um, and now we're going to, to Justin. Justin, uh, what can you tell us? Oh, sorry, Justin, we've got a report saying... <laughs> <laughs> It was so, amazing. So now they can't hire anyone there called Justin. It was amazing. In case that happens again. Well, the thing is, we had like a business correspondent whose name was Justin. So she thought we were just cutting to the city to go and speak to this guy called Justin, oh who was like a God. proper bow tie braces kind of like. The fuck That's is amazing. Dancing? Oh, it was, it was amazing. Anyway, look, my goodness me, I digress. Let's, let's rewind. Dun, 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 dun. What a fucking episode! How they fit, how they fitted so much into this episode, I have no idea because yeah. it felt really luxurious. I felt like I was bathing in succession because it was just like, oh my god, it's still going. This and it's yeah. all killer. Um, it was a full hour, fifty-eight minutes. Yeah, they're, both, was, they're not normally that. Last week was forty-five, I think. So it's a whose episode, episode was it? Do you think who's who's Ooh, who, who are you giving question. man of the match? Who are you giving uh, character of the match to? Well, I want to say Connor. Because yeah. Alan Rook was amazing in this episode. Oh. But I feel like next episode could be a Connor episode. Because it's clearly the wedding, right? The wedding is the next day. Is the, I mean, is there is the wedding so, going to happen? Mm, what? You cannot pass up that opportunity to do a Connor and Willa wedding. So I kind of want to say him because I, I think he's always been on a Greg sort of tier of like the kick him kick him when yeah, he's yeah, down, yeah. like the yeah. joke. But there's real, like, I thought there was real pathos, like into... Oh. 
this speech where he's like, you know, my superpower is that I don't need love, so this means nothing to me. It was, it was just so heartbreaking. Brutal. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And, and it just shows actually he hasn't spent the past four, three seasons kind of like just like being a bit dumb and taking a shearing, not really getting the joke. Mm. He got every quip. He got every kind of dig and yeah. just yeah. chose to deflect, you know, to, to go into just, self-preservation. Mode. It, but, really, it really makes you reconsider just how much he has withstood in, in three seasons, three plus seasons at this point. And that, yeah, it's just, I just really feel for him. And even yeah. though he's sort of awful as well. Um, interestingly, Kieran Culkin did um, a big interview with uh, Esquire okay. and he was asked to rank the Roy's or the family. And yeah. he put, um, he put Connor at the very bottom. He said he's the worst of them because he essentially bought a person. And that is beyond what, you know, in, in that like paying a, huh. a, a sex worker to be his friend, wife and, you know, uh, first lady. And I thought that was really interesting because I think Connor is, uh, I don't the, think one of the, bad person. the most emotionally damaged alongside Roman, but also, the relationship with Willa. I mean, t- this episode, it was clearly on the skids, right? Like, it's not good. She she left her own rehearsal dinner because she said she... With all her mates, <laughs> still holding a glass of wine. Everything's just very vivid at the moment. <laughs> it's just like, it's a beautiful life. But she also was, you know, she was in bed at the end. Like, she comes back and I think there's something about their relationship that is purely transactional. Yeah. There's also something there that, he has something with her that no one else has in that family, which is someone to like be there for you at the end of the night. And yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, both, I, I think they both, they both kind of, there was a, you know, there was a, so a grenade was dropped in the rehearsal and, you know, Connor yeah. spent all his time kind of like tracking her on his phone. It's like, Oh, this is part of, this is just He's like in an aquarium. It must be a drug an aquarium retail center. Is that a drug thing? <laughs> And then he said, she's in the river. Oh no, she's oh, on a no, bridge. A bridge. <laughs> but it was the way that he was kind of like, oh, this is just part of, this is just standard software. I think it comes built I in. I think it and, comes pre-installed. And she was like, no, no it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> um, but you know, she's had a wobble, not the, not for the first time. But he time. had a wobble too. I think they both, they both went their separate ways and reconvened at the end of the episode and went, you know what? I've got it. I've, I've expunged. I've got it off my chest. I've yeah. said it out loud. Let's just do this thing. I think that's what the, what the yeah. message was. So I, I think he was the MVP because I just thought it really, it, it just went further than it has so far. And I just loved that every now and then you would just, they do this thing with the camera where they, that you think there's three of them there and then they go, oh, no, Connor's still here. Exactly. <laughs> like, because they realise in this episode, they're having their whole private conversation, Shiv, uh, Ken and Roman, and then they realise that Connor is a board member and he can actually help their cause. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and they need him. And he actually, yeah. he behaved quite businesslike. He did the right thing. And he kind of like proved that he yeah. does have a say. and does He have just wants opinion. his money. He wants he just the wants deal. His money. He, the same he, as the rest of them. Mm. Um, let's talk about the business side of things because it was quite confusing for me that there was yeah. a lot of kind of like personal relationship stuff kind of getting aired, but the kind of heartbeat throughout the whole episode was the Matheson deal. We're now 24 hours um, before them or, or on the eve of the Matheson deal yeah. being yeah, signed. Right. And from out of nowhere really comes this kind of like, 
oh, actually, fuck it, let's just ask for more money. Where do you yeah. think it stemmed from? Because I think it's from, it's from the Tom Divorce Lawyer uh, thing. Shiv just, like, saw absolute red, and no one looks more... Oh, that's I love Shiv's pissed-off face. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, we saw her in, initiate... She gets the call from Sandy, or she calls Sandy, goes that's out the room. That's what I mean, she calls Sandy out the blue, and I don't really understand where the where the crooks of the whole angle came from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we see the episode opens with Tom, it being revealed that Tom has got all the divorce lawyers in New York, all the bulldogs, she calls them. Which is what, which is is the second time that Logan's done that in this season, in this series, right? Didn't he do it with... um, Yeah, we were talking about this this morning. It's, it's... I can't remember if it had been in succession before. I think it has. Yeah, it has. Wasn't it? It was, Ken, actually, wasn't it was it with Ken Kendall. And it, was the, it was when Kendall was trying to um, extrapolate himself. Re- or, what was his wife? Raya? Raya? I don't think Rather. it was a marriage. I don't think it was a marriage thing. It was... It was oh, it was with, when Kendall went to the lawyer last season. Yes, exactly. And, and she said... Be, yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was it. So it's it's a Logan. Yeah. It's 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 obviously a uh, a well established kind of billionaire's trick. One that I'll yes. remember next time I have a, a border dispute with my neighbour. Yeah, this is, and it's a bit of a trope at this point. I I have a feeling it was in Fleischman is in trouble as well. Uh, if certainly the book, if not the series, uh, okay. That this thing of like I've spoke to all the lawyers, so they are engaged with me in theory, which means they can't engage with you. So Tom's kind of taken a leaf out of Logan's book. Logan advised him to do that, as we find out at the end of the episode. And yeah, that might be the spark that made Shiv think, actually, why am I doing this deal? Because what we see at the start of the episode is the three rebels watching PGM, which is Pierce's sort of news channel. And they're sort of shooting the shit on how they could improve it. Dookie, massive stinky dog dookie. One guy's a bo- too bold, talking about NATO, Ken's idea. talking about Africa, sub Africa, East Sahara, West Sahara. You'd listen to that, right? You would not. Homework the show is the working <laughs> title. And, you know, they've got no, first of all, no expertise running a news channel. Yeah. You know, it's not about what you think. It's about what works. It's about, you know, whether you've got Fox or CNN or even Sky News. They know what the brand is and they know know what what the audience wants. And a lot of it is giving people what they tune in for, because if not, they'll go somewhere else. This is how global, global to hyper local. uh, Right. It's not a great tagline. And I think like, you know, not that we have to get too chin strokey about it, but you look at something like GB news, look, everyone laughs at it, but some people want confirmation bias. They want to see the thing that they believe. Yeah. And that's why people watch it. That's why people engage with that. You know, it's not designed to be uh, a news channel for everyone. And so it's interesting that they're sort of, they're, they seem so bored at the start of the episode. That the, even the prospect of having to rebrand it. Oh, I don't like the cut. I don't like this. And we should get rid of those people. So I think part of Shiv's idea is just, what if we just poke that in the eye again and, and try and fuck him over? But mm. yeah, it's a weird You predicted one. Sandy and Stewie would come back. In some significant way. Yeah. So, it. so the business side of things, so they just want more money. That's all they want. And actually Logan kind of respects that play when he finds out about it. He's like, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good thing to want. Um, Matheson phoning Kendall was a surprise. Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realise they were still in touch and he looked Well, he's never rough. been really, I mean, no. Ken knew him 
obviously came to Ken's birthday party, but I, I thought Roman was the sort of one that yeah, exactly. had his ear. And so I think what I liked about this episode is there was a few times where between Roman, Ken and Shiv, it was revealed that they all were doing more than they were letting on and that yeah. the there was a lot of crossed wires, Roman the having trust, texted Logan on his is birthday. It's not, not yeah. very stable. But yeah. I think they're all so, they all lack a, any conviction. The mm. slightest hint of anything, any turbulence is enough for them to go, you know, they found out that Roman said, happy birthday, dad, take care, Roman. And Shiv said, we're going to have to look through your whole phone. Like, what? <laughs> exactly. And it, it was just like, well, we, we, we can't trust you. So I think it's a, it, they're all, the idea of going against the deal is just A, fuck over dad, B, yeah. get more money, and C, like, even if they torpedo the deal, which is what we get the impression from Matt, Matteson's call with Kendall. Yeah. They don't seem to mind because I don't think they actually want yeah, I think they've, that they've, badly. I think you're right. They've spent a morning kind of watching the news and it's like, oh God, this isn't, this isn't great. This we don't want to run a business. Yeah, exactly. We, just like, we don't want to have to do what Logan does, which is how much yeah. are you spending on air conditioning? Well, it, that, that was, I mean, that was the message, wasn't it? You know, vision, that was the, the, the striking difference was that we got the sense that, you know, Logan getting the taste for the newsroom back, mm. walking around, you know, as much as it was a comedic kind of like play, it, it's like Jaws if everybody worked for Jaws and thing. It was, it was, it was to show that it's in his blood, and the kids have no idea what they want or even how yeah. to get it. We'll be back right after a word from our sponsors. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back to the show. Matheson looked rough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether drinks. that was something we were supposed to pick up on, but he was just like, he looked like he put on a bit of weight. He was just like eating bags of Swedish fish and drinking yeah. and bottles of vest, Pepsi. Just in a really vest. gross looking vest. He looked like he'd worn that vest like two, yeah. maybe more days. Yeah. He did not look in a great place. And I don't know whether that was something we also, were supposed to pick up on. Um, okay. Listen, we, we've established at this point, I'm not a billionaire. Okay. We know this. We know this okay. to be true, right? Okay. I don't want to speak off. to how they. Well, look, I've got I've got a bit of money in my ISA. We'll see how there it goes, will be but... signs. Yeah. <laughs> do Do you Facetime someone? Do you just do they Facetime people out of the? Why would you just Facetime someone at like I know, midnight? You just 
you'd phone first and go, can I FaceTime you? Like you just would not, I would not FaceTime a single person just off the bat. Off the bat? No, because no, you wouldn't, would you? You know, it's just weird. I I might do, but I wouldn't expect, I I certainly wouldn't expect them to pick up because it's kind of like, fuck off. Well, yeah, it's just weird because like, also, Ken, that kind of explained to me why Ken had to go all the way to like a subway entrance. But I was like, is he on 5G? Wouldn't he have been on the... I honestly just watched it thinking that is so unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they just, I mean, I, th- I think it may be a business thing because in real life, IRL, people just don't phone people up willy-nilly anyway. Yeah. You text first, you message yeah. a couple of times ago. Maybe it's a way to get his attention because it's like, you can't do this. I can't, you can't take this call in front of your sibling. Yeah, tr- yes, true. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, they, so it's maybe a yeah. bit of a power move, but yeah. So... He does look a bit rough. He seems irritated by how long it's taking because Logan said, you know, they've broken up uh, Waystar and he's acquiring mm. most of it, but not ATN, the news network. Um, yeah. And there was some couple of stray comments in the episode that it, it was irritating him at how long it was taking. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's just, it all led to the fact, I think we, we do, I did, and I think we're meant to believe that actually he will walk and I, I don't, I, I believe him. When he says that, mm. I believe, I think that was the whole point of this episode was that like, that they're just playing with fire and it's all going to go horribly wrong. They think yeah. the kids, the kids have got a, like a taste for victory after kind of the Pierce deal um, and think they're kind of big shots, but don't quite realise just how precarious uh, their situation is. Yes. I think they thought the Alliance because they've been cut out of a lot of the deal-making on this last season, I think they thought it was a lot healthier than it was. And I think seeing how um, tetchy he is, is a real gift because Ken has always wanted to be able to fuck his dad over on a scale this size. Yeah. So it's a real welcome invitation. But again, we've got these three siblings that he, he doesn't, no one else wants to do that in that point. And so he has to hide the fact that he, got that call um and it was kind of done you know stewie and sandy say look we want to object to the sale matheson says if you push this i will walk and it sets everything up to be all i mean it's it's got to blow up right yeah i mean that's it feels like a bit of a mid-season finale already and it's only going to be kind of episode three which feels pretty incredible um i did really enjoy his newsroom speech i thought it showed how good a leader he is you know the 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 kind of the difference between tom's kind of like hey guys three percent year on year but Mm. you know whereas he got up and he bollocked people his first thing was like 40 percent on cost though what what's 15 into 40 son you know that yeah but then immediately kind of like Within within twenty seconds, we're fucking pirates. Yeah, and like everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. Even even the guy that he yelled at and embarrassed was yeah. cheering at the end. Yeah, like yeah, even there went over. Do you know what I, it, the thing I got from that was? He reminds me of Robert Baratheon from Game of Thrones. This proper like, yeah, yeah, come into yeah. battle with me, rabble round. You know, like, yeah. do you know what is also interesting? Just for any media uh, kind of fans listening to the podcast is that when uh, Murdoch bought the Wall Street Journal in mm-hmm. 2007, he went and did exactly the same thing. He stood on some boxes and gave a speech ah. to the employees. How much do you reckon, just in case you are a guessing man, how much do you reckon he bought the Wall Street Journal for in 2007? Oh, God. 
Well, it's either going to be like a dollar or a billion dollars, isn't it? It's, uh, Five billion. So half of what the siblings are trying to buy PGN for. Wow. Fucking hell. Yeah. Five billion. I think it's very interesting just as a sort of, as a, as a real life parallel to what is happening on the show. I've, that, I've been in, I've been in a room when Rupert Murdoch's done his sweeping, like walking around thing. I have been that guy sending one email. And it ain't fun. It's horrible. Did you feel seen? Uh, I, yeah, I felt, I felt, it made me feel a little bit sick. Did you see one guy like had Twitter on his desktop and like minimized it when Logan walked past? I thought that no, was I such didn't a good see detail. That. Yeah, this is what you could just see like the Twitter homepage and he's just oh, like, oh, beautiful. I love those um, details. Those newsrooms, I hate them. Like yeah. those big open newsrooms. I had an interview many, many years ago at the Telegraph. Yeah. And um, for a job, I was the next gr- Bryony Wilson, mate. Could have been the next Neil McCormick. Um, it was for a job I was vastly, vastly underqualified for. <laughs> Wait, let me see. And I went in and it was like, it was it was just mortifying. Everyone just working in the middle in of the, plain sight. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you laughing at? When I, who, what were you going to say? I was just laughing at Twitter, Twitter and Neil McCormack. Is a bit, do you remember the, uh, I, can't, I don't know if I should tell this story. Go on. We may I'll tell well. the story and then you tell me if I should edit it out. Okay. Back I'll in the do. days when no one knew how to work Twitter properly. Do you remember when everyone would be like, everyone would type like send tweet or. Yeah. Yeah. Neil McCormack like <laughs> thought he was texting his wife who <laughs> was accidentally <laughs> tweeting about, about his anal pains. <laughs> oh my god and he would literally he was like and he's like and i just can't seem to shake off these anal pains and then i was like what i was like fucking hell it's amazing he's he blocked me because i was just laughing so much did anyone screen grab it i'm i'm almost certain that some in fact i know we've got a mutual friend who would have absolutely screen grabbed that oh my god we did. <laughs> i'll text him later um it's a bit like when moira stewart got twitter and she sent three tweets the first one was Moira Stewart. The second one was is new to Twitter and is confused. The third one was Moira Stewart. And then she deleted it. It's just great, isn't it? It's just yeah. fucking great. So loved that. It's but a bit like, you know, that's what probably my sons look at my TikTok and go, oh my God. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, you're right. The scene at the newsroom was interesting. It's also just feels like, last days of Rome, right? Like yeah. he's trying to do this rabble rousing speech and you know, it's a different era. Like people are wearing heart quarter zip sweatshirts. They're wearing trainers. Like Sid is nowhere to be seen because Tom threw her under Sid the bus. Massive hands. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom said, you know, she doesn't stay late during opera season. Oh, like God, that was great. But she was there though. She was she did there. turn up, but you know, just like Tom, when she found out he was coming in, he yeah, yeah, yeah. turned the car around. Um, and yeah, the, it was, I feel we don't, haven't really spent much time in, in, in that office. I guess maybe last season, just because of COVID, they didn't do much filming. In yeah, there, I guess. They wouldn't have yeah. had any of the people, but, um, so the deal is tenuous, right? We, yeah. we know that. Yeah. And I mean, it's sort of a fool's errand to think after last episode that it was really going to lead to the siblings having their own media company, which is kind of what it, they constantly set you up to expect things and then they go, no, that's probably not going to happen now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's leading up for a massive fall. Um, <clears throat> big shout out to my favorite, my favorite moment of the whole episode was Hugo's laptop. 
Oh my god! Uh, we it were, was, it, yeah, it, it was on par with the dick pic. It was just not maybe not quite as severe as the dick pic, but yeah. it was brilliantly written, brilliant, brilliantly performed. It was that thing where you know they allowed they allowed the audience, they allowed the viewers to join the dots about five seconds before yeah. it actually played out. So you, you knew the laptop was shut, and it was. I loved it because it was very, such a specific technical thing mm. that everyone knows is going to happen. Is that the second yeah. he opens the laptop lid just a little bit, it's going to start playing again exactly. From where he left exactly. Off. And oh, it was just. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously, as a, as an armchair critic, I thought first thing you do when he comes in the room is you hit mute. Right, you hit mute. Um, yeah, that gives you time to close the window. Yeah, and then it was. But, yeah, it was. A, it was a bit of a rookie error, but he's old. It was. You know, he is. And also, listen, I'd be doing that on WhatsApp. I'd be doing that on WhatsApp, not on the work computer. This but is true. Yeah, it's Jerry got the brunt of this though. Later in the episode, Jerry's Logan, out. she's fucked. She's out of. But it. is it because he said that Jerry told him a joke? Frank I said, think, like Jerry sort of said something funny, and so Logan no, thinks. You see, I don't know, no, because he said something else in that in that scene where he's like, "What's the matter? You can't wait for me to get rid of me?" Or something. Oh, so yeah, I think yeah, I think Jerry's yeah. part of the. I think Jerry's been maybe a part of the deal where Matheson gets Jerry to run things. I think Jerry's oh, going to get. Oh, that's a really yeah. Like she'll be like chief operating. Yeah, I think she's going to stay yeah. with yeah, 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 yeah. and look after whatever uh, properties Matheson gets. I think yeah, that's what. I think you're right. So she's kind of like she's. But just, also. The Greek chorus, as I call the the kind of lackeys that, you know, the executives, Frank, Carl, yeah. whatever. Every episode, their their stock goes up and down. It's sort of like just the way it is at this place, right? One yeah, day yeah, yeah. you're called a fucking cunt. The next day you're yeah. on the inner circle. So I kind of, I think you're completely right. I also think, hey, tomorrow she's probably, he'll be like, get me Jerry, like get her in the room kind of thing. But yeah, she's clearly... I think he's feeling very paranoid. I think he's not sure who he can trust. Well, he's, he's staring over, he's standing over the precipice, isn't he? Like looking at a brave new dawn where he's got this fucking newsroom that's costing him a fortune. Mm-hmm. He hasn't going to, he's not going to have Jerry anymore. Who's always been like his, like, and instead he's got Kerry who he now I think realizes is just a bit of a star fucker and just wants to be on telly. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of like, got yeah. it. so he's like, well, who are my people? Which is why we end up right at the end, uh, with him, um, calling Roman. Um, but before we get to that bit, um, <laughs> we we have like the amazing kind of like bonding of of the kids where Connor just wants to go to karaoke because he's never been to a karaoke bar before and he's seen it in the films. But before that, he wants to go to a bar where people have sweat on, sweat on their hands and blood in their hair. Um, and <laughs> it was just like, Oh, it was beautiful. It was just... I like, loved how out of place they looked in the bar. Just trying to order drinks. They didn't even know how to order from a and bar. And he said, nothing pretentious, just a wit beer. <laughs> yeah, no, not not Hogarden. <laughs> what normal people drink, just a, just a wheat beer, but not Hogarden. It's and, like, you know, there's a bit there's a bit of background where Shiv's like, a glass of house red, do I dare? <laughs> but they just look... Even um, even Kendall, who's in his you know incognito paramilitary getup, you know with his neutrals and his baseball cap, even he just looked so out of place. And well, they just all, because they, 
because they just cannot mingle with normal people. No. Even the karaoke bar that they ended up going to, was that's not Lucky Voice. Oh, it looked that was, plush, where is didn't that karaoke it? bar? It was like something like a Blade Runner. It was so, it looked like something out of, I thought, yeah, in like Japan. Yeah. There's a tasteful um, mood lighting and stuff. Can we talk about Kendall's, uh, uh, Connor's song of choice? Leonard Cohen? No, it was, I thought it was Desperado by the Eagles, wasn't it? Was oh, that- I don't know. I couldn't, I didn't recognise it. I just well, thought that's it was... what he asked for at the beginning, wasn't it? I don't know if that's what he sang. I thought that's what Roman asked for Desperado. Oh, hang on a second. Let me have a look. Hang on a second. No, you were right. It was, sorry, I beg your pardon. It was Leonard Cohen's famous blue raincoat. I've never heard of that song. I was expecting, when I, I sort of saw they were going to karaoke, I was expecting a completely different sort of scene. I was expecting something a bit more upbeat. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting a bit of Lizzo or, or something yeah, like, like that. Mark Ronson or something, like, you know, like Uptown Funk or something. Um, um, yeah, that, that, that would be, that would still be on brand for Connor. But this is like the thing though, to. right? Like, none of them will listen to music. <laughs> no, no, precisely. Uh, so they go to this bar and it is, you know, they go to a private room, beautiful. There's yeah. loads of champagne and they are all just like, just so depressed, like sitting around and then... Yeah, they get the call that um, dad's on the way. Karaoke isn't something that you... It's the whole thing of... They don't know how to have fun like normal people. That's what I, I got from those. It's kind of like, come on, yeah. let's just do... Let's just go to this normal bar. Let's just go to normal karaoke. And it's just like, they're just sat there going, fucking hell, fire. This is yeah. just like, what is this thing? This is, this is... How do you do this? It's like, they just could not function. And especially like, yeah... The who, the person who was having the least amount of fun was Connor, and it was his idea. Yeah. I think I think it's like there's such performative. Like, what do regular people do? That they're like, this is what you do at karaoke. You sing a sad song, and it's just not fun for any of them, you know. Yeah. And yet they've probably spent a fortune getting the room. They've spent thousands of pounds on champagne, and they're just like. In it, like numb to it, they may as well not. Yeah, I'm just reading the lyrics to the Leonard Cohen song that he sang. Um, there's a line in there, and what can I tell you, my brother, my killer? What can I possibly say? I guess that I miss you, I guess I forgive you, I'm glad you stood in my way, which is quite an interesting thing. Yeah, I wonder if there was any other songs that they considered when they were writing that scene. Well, if we ever got a member of the cast or Jesse Armstrong on the podcast, HBO, Premier, Sky, hello, come on. <laughs> We could ask. Let's talk about uh, the big scene because we big haven't scene. seen the five of them together. For a long uh, time. I don't even really think we saw them all together at the wedding. Last maybe season. the last time, was, were they all on the boat? Were they all, yeah. were they all at Kendall, maybe Kendall's birthday party? Were they all there then? No, Logan wasn't there, was he? Logan wasn't. I don't know when they were all together, but it was big, you know. It and must they, have been the boat. It must have been the boat. It was, uh, yeah, just... So the thing I think is interesting, do you think earlier in the episode, Logan cancels the helicopter? He, he revokes their access to the helicopter. That's so right. They yeah, can't just get to, be, to the rehearsal. Just dinner. to be spiteful. That he does something to give him something light to apologise for. Because that's the first thing. That's his first thing. Is that, sorry about that. That was wrong. Oh, so you think it was all just like premeditated, a premeditated thing? It's like a slight and it's an easy thing It's an to easy thing to say sorry for. Yeah. I'd not thought of that, but yeah, that sounds like it, you know, it could be. I mean, this, this all boils down to whether or not we believe Logan's contrition in, in this scene, 
Do you believe it? Um, that's a good question. I think he is sorry, but I don't think he's capable of processing how much damage he's caused his kids. That's kind of my view of it, that like he has had an awful influence on their lives. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think it's massively intentional. It's interesting that Shiv could only pick out something that happened today though for her. Like with, with like, with, with Romans, it was like, you beat him as a child. You've, yeah. you've ignored Connor his whole life. Yeah. Um, well, I think Shiv's been treated relatively well, but she has been treated but she's like all been the other the, women, the which girl. are yeah. quite perfunctory In, compared to yeah. the men. And she's been out of his... Yeah. She's been out of his orbit as an adult. You know, she worked in politics and sort of campaign work. So she's got less... I, I thought it, all of this was really interesting as it came to, like, which of them can separate their professional grievances with their familial grievances. Yeah. Shiv's got a lot less in that camp because she hasn't worked with Logan that much. It's always about what she's been denied and it's about a lack of something. Yeah. Whereas for Roman, I mean, Roman, yeah, we, we know it, he was beaten. We also know Logan was beaten a lot. There's, mm. There was scars on his back in, yeah. in a, a shot very early on. Yeah, and I do yeah, think I like that. something that I was thinking about when I rewatched the first episode of the season. So after we recorded last week, I watched it again with Rob, you know, like it does get to the point on the final season where you're sort of like, okay, what is this about? Like, what's the show about? Obviously it's about rich people. It's about being super wealthy is awful. But like, I think shows can get quite existential near the end because they're sort of going like, well, what was it all about? Yeah, it's the right, it's the creators going, this is this is what my vision was. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is the story we've been telling the whole time, but you've actually just thought we were telling you a story about something else. And I do yeah. think... I thought it last week, I think it even more so after this episode, because they brought up the beatings. I think it is really a story about abuse and right. neglect. And right. Logan's like weaponized against his kids because he was abused as a kid and he was beaten and it, it yeah. never goes away. It's a constant cycle of the kids getting awful treatment and yeah. then getting over it and going back. And we saw it again at the end of the episode. Roman breaks the rebel alliance, goes back to his dad. And so I do think that seems to be what they're getting at. It seems a lot weightier this season than last season was a little more light on its feet. Yeah. And I think it just feels like, yeah, it feels really important. So back to your question, does he mean it? I I think he does mean he's sorry, but I just don't think he understands the extent of the harm he's caused, essentially. Yeah, I also, yeah, I, I think he's just... He just thinks it's kind of like, well, just ah, get over it, you know, which is which is quite old school, an old school way of thinking about it. I also think it was also his last ditch. You just like, right, I'm going to give you, this is your last chance now, mm -hmm. because otherwise I'm really going to tell you what I think. Now, I loved that bit. I loved that episode because that, that scene, because he really got to them. It's like, yeah. We had everything else. You fucking lost. Congratulations on picking the ficky, the, the biggest number, you fucking yeah. morons. All of that stuff was like, Warchoff ducks back. They were kind of like, when they were like listening, when they said that, Shiv was like, <laughs> like they're all like laughing yeah. at each other. When he turned around and just says, because he spoke the truth to them and it was yeah. so well done where he was just like, I love you, but you're not serious people. And yeah. Just like, and 
fucking brutal. Just absolutely destroyed them because they because they because they know deep down that they're just pretending at play. They're just playing yeah. at this. And they can fucking they can say it. the bigger number, but yeah. they cannot run a news organization. Yeah, and they don't want to. No. They don't want to do, they don't even want to do their startup that is the New Yorker meets Substack meets Superdrug meets Topshop. They don't want to do that either. No. But it's like they're stuck in this cycle where they think they're successful and they're not. They're not none of them are successful. Shiv no. maybe arguably was successful in, in a different field. She's given that up. The episode also I checked uh, during our recording is called The Serious People. Oh, oh is it? Oh, brilliant. But yeah, I mean, it was the most devastating thing he could say. Yeah. And, you know, this is someone who is like outbursts, he's, he's violent, he screams. It was the most calm thing he said. I love you, but you're not serious people. Yeah. It was just such a... I think it really got under their skin as well. Yeah. Re- I mean, yeah, when they left, you could, you know, Shiv, Shiv's reaction was just... Yeah, she was hurt by that because it was just yeah. like, oh, fuck, he's really seen through his... And it's just... I think like one of the other thoughts I had is just that, because I don't know how this show is going to end, but it's mutual, mutual destruction of this company. Because well, that's constantly... what I was going to ask next. It's like, okay, you know, at the end of season one, we had our theories. At the end of episode one, we had our theories. What about now? What, 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 what do you think is going to happen? You know, I think Ram- they fuck is... up, they fuck up Waystar to try and get back at their dad. And none of them are left with a great deal at all. They'll be left with something. Well, but it will it will completely break apart. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can't see it ending any other way, really. I think the Matheson deal's doomed. I cannot see a way that that yes. goes. Maybe Roman goes with Matheson. Um, you know, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, the three of them as a unit mm. are now toast because Roman will be unveiled as being a waystar um, guy very early on the next episode um yeah which and if well hang on a sec that means the matheson deal will go ahead yeah because because until it doesn't right it's just so hard to say i feel like the day-to-day of the business stuff but roman's vote is that roman has the casting vote oh because they have a revolt if they they revolt clause with all of them yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Um, but I think, I think without, so they had Stewie, they had, um, uh, Sandy, Sandy, four uh, kids, that's Shiv, six. Ken, Shiv and Kendall and Roman. I think that was the, that was the trigger clause, but without Roman, I think it probably, they yeah. probably don't. Cause I think so, boards have 12, don't they? So you need six for, you can a, have as many people on the board as you want. Oh, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. That is going to. The revolt's kind of been killed in its tracks. Yeah. But the Matheson deal, it might not happen. I think, yeah, I true. just feel like it's going to end where they're all still in and around Waystar. I don't think anyone's going anywhere. But I think what they have fought for is just like, you know. Yeah. Is diminished. But. It's going to be great. Uh, all of that. And a wedding that Logan really doesn't care about. <laughs> that he's not going to be there for, which is such such a fuck you well, I mean, it's in new even, york isn't it the wedding i think they i think it's one of those things where it's just like i'm just gonna go off for an hour i'll be back in an hour you know. yeah yeah I well can, even at um at, you know logan's ex-wife's wedding the season three finale or the it was like is he going to be here we have to start we have to start without him you know because he was busy doing deals and he you know, somehow they, managed to have that kind of like you know activity center like the business suite yeah, built yeah. In that, <laughs> like that 50 villa. laptops set up yeah <laughs> 
Um, ah, amazing. I can't wait. It's, 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 I'm really enjoying it. It's great. It's, it's, it's yeah, really, really good episode. Up, is it? Um, it's just, it's just barreling ahead. Uh, I also thought Kieran Culkin was great. You know, th- he's the, the most susceptible, I think, in this, to, to Logan. And I think he was won back quite effectively, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just really, it's just all cylinders, isn't it? It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I can't. And the fact that no one really knows what's going to happen or has any clue as to which way it's going, you know, it just makes it all the best, uh, all, all, all the better. Uh, let us know what you think, everybody. Um, we, uh, we're a quarter of the way through. No, fifth of the way through. Mm, ten episodes um, this season. What are your theories? Have we missed out on anything? What's your favourite bits? Have we? Is there is someone? Has there been another people? Someone closing a Twitter page on a web screen that we missed? I love all those little details. Yeah, if anyone has any Easter eggs, any yeah. details, any theories, because I do think like when I did the second watch last week, I picked up on so much more. Yeah, and we were saying just the other day that like there is not a line of dialogue wasted, and so yeah. sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, I didn't quite catch that, or I didn't kind of. Um, so if, if people listening do sort of pick up on stuff, they please let us know because we, yeah, just want to hear as much as we can. And if you're listening, HBO, release the full version of Kerry's, uh, audition, please on, on social media, because that would be fucking amazing. The whole unadulterated thing would be, would be pretty amazing to watch. Um, Get in touch at Dragon uh, at Dragoncast underscore pod or email us uh, Dragoncast at daftdoris.com. We'll be back next week uh, for another Sound of Succession for season four, episode three, um, which I'm very much looking forward to. You're also going to get your Dragoncast episode uh, tomorrow, which will be uh, season four, season six, episode 10, The Winds mm-hmm. of Winter. And we are, I promise, eventually going to get around to doing the OA uh final two episodes yes we can confirm that i finished it this week <laughs> sent jamie the most deranged voice note i think he's ever received from me <laughs> it was great it was great it was but more of that don't don't you know, don't don't reveal any more on that we will get to okay. the OA uh this week as well fingers crossed right. um but listen thanks very much for listening uh we've had loads of emails and stuff we'll talk about all the emails that you that you very kindly sent in all the tweets that you kindly sent in on the dragon cast episode just to look at that teasing ahead uh until then um what can we, what can we use what was a i don't like ending with fuck off i think it's a bit vulgar Okay, well, I'll check you out. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, how about, um, we'll see you next week, you needy love sponges. How's that? I like it. <laughs> this is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie E. Stan. Chris Mendel is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. Love HBO. Please don't you know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off.